Hey, good day, everybody. Welcome to Total Wellness Radio, episode 396. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we get to interview Dr. Pamela Frank, who is a Toronto-based naturopath. After going to university and consistently being on the dean's list, she's been practicing as a naturopathic doctor since 1999 and has received numerous Best Naturopath in Toronto awards. Dr. Pamela has a special interest in helping people with hormone-related issues like PCOS, endometriosis, acne, hair loss, thyroid issues, and fertility. So, thank you so much for, as always, for tuning in to this episode, episode 396 on Total Wellness Radio. So thank you, Dr. Frank, for tuning in with us and uh, being on Total Wellness Radio today. I'm so excited to have you uh, on the show. You know, we've been very fortunate over the years to have many different practitioners from the wonderful country of Canada be on with us. So thank you for taking the time to be on Total Wellness Radio. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dan. I am looking forward to this. You know, as our, our format for Total Wellness Radio is very simple. Uh, but it's also very straightforward. We'll dive into wherever the conversation takes us. Um, but I always like for the listeners to kind of have a feel and some background on your uh, past history. You know, what prompted you to become involved in the natural wellness industry, to become a naturopathic doctor and to uh, serve your clients the way that you do. So uh, for, the, for the beginning part here, uh, what was uh, some of the experiences that you had or the catalyst that really got you uh, uh, on this path in natural health? That's a, a great question, only because my earliest aspiration was to do something in medicine. I, you know, when you're in kindergarten and they ask you to draw a picture of what you want to be when you grow up, uh, it was a nurse. And so right from then, I knew that it's something to do with medicine. And then throughout, I ended up graduating from high school, not sure still exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, but a friend of mine was going into medical lab technology, which was just uh, working in a lab doing blood testing. And it was a two year program at, at a college level at the time. And I thought, okay, I'm not exactly sure that that's what I want to do forever, but this gives me at least a jumping point into something medicine related and it would be helping people, which is, was always part of the goal too. So I went through that program, did that for 20 years in total overlapping with when I was a naturopathic doctor. And, and it was a, an interesting career, especially initially. It was very hands-on. It was, it was mixing chemicals in a test tube and reading the reaction and, and then reporting that to the doctor. And it was interesting. It, at, at some point, it devolved into more of you put a, a barcode on a sample, stick it on a machine, push a button, and, and then you just send the result by pushing a button on the keyboard. And so it wasn't as interesting or stimulating or fun as it had been okay. initially. So and I at some point thought, oh, I need to do something more. I feel like I need to be helping people more. In that profession also, we were often just kind of observing people's progression into getting worse and worse. So mm. we weren't really turning things around for them. We were monitoring their their disease, but not helping them do anything to reverse their disease. So I went back to school with the intent of becoming a medical doctor and wrote the medical uh, entrance exams and everything. And then a friend of mine said, you know, 
you really should go see a naturopathic doctor. They're really amazing. That it's so interesting. They'll help you. And I'd had some health issues of my own and been to the specialist and nothing really happened. I didn't, nothing got resolved. So I ended up with uh, his encouragement going to see this naturopathic doctor. And even at the beginning, I was very resistant. I was like, no, no, I don't really believe in that stuff. I don't think that's, that's not really the right fit for me. But I went and he was amazing. The naturopathic doctor that, that I saw, he helped me fix problems that I had for years up to that mm-hmm. point. And it was through things that perfectly aligned with who I was as a person. So I was always interested in healthy cooking, healthy eating, exercise, fitness. So to meet someone and have them really align with all of that and help me get better on the things that I wanted to improve was just, that was like a turning point. It was like, all right, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is how I want to help people. That's awesome. You know, you touched on some things that are such a reminder that modern medicine is really a disease management model. It's not a healthcare model when you really look at it and you have that firsthand experience that confirmed it for you. So we're, we're glad you came over to our side. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, it, there's a place for that. It's necessary. I, I order blood testing on my patients all the time, but I do it as a means of trying to monitor improvement. So I want a baseline for where we're at right now. And then three months or six months from now, I want a repeat measurement so we can see that we're actually heading in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, there's some of those, those, some of those tests that can be very revealing and when used in like with what you, how you look at those uh, really matters, uh, you know, blood analysis and chemistry and nutrition and the impact that it has, uh, as we both know, is, uh, is really important. And uh, it's a great way to, uh, great way to, to confirm for the person who sometimes they, they get a little, uh, you know, impatient. You know, they're used to the here, take the pill for the ill and, and you're fine approach. And our approach is is really more of here, take personal responsibility, develop new habits over time. This is a lifestyle. You know, it's three to six months to get stable, one to three years in some cases to get fully well. And and that's the journey we're on. So using those tests can help. Yeah, absolutely takes time. And you're right about the impatience part. But that's too, like, I often see people for hair loss. And that's something that really requires patience and mm-hmm. perseverance to see that turnaround. Because the hair, if it's, if you're trying to fix a hormonal imbalance, it can be at least three months to get that hormone sorted out or six months. Then it's going to be another three months to get the hair out of the resting phase and into the growth phase. So you're t- looking at six to nine months of persevering mm-hmm. with something where you're not necessarily seeing an obvious improvement. But that's where I do find the blood work is often helpful because at least we, we can monitor. We're seeing that the testosterone level is coming down. So that's a good sign. Keep going with what you're doing because otherwise it's very hard when they don't have some sort of obvious sign of improvement to, for them to keep going. I can understand that perfectly because even a month of, of really asserting yourself and trying very hard to fix a problem and you're not seeing any reward for that effort, it's hard for people to keep going with that. So at least the blood work gives us that target. Okay, we're going to keep doing this for three months regardless and and then see if the target is, is getting better. With your 20 years experience as a naturopath, what do you find to be some of the most challenging aspects that you deal with on a consistent basis with clients? Uh, sometimes what you said about just people expecting that you know instant gratification with whatever it is that they've started. 
uh, it sometimes works that way that people will take out dairy out of their diet, for example, for a week and, and see fairly instant improvement with that one change. So that's great when they can have that and, and keeps them motivated. But it's not always that way. And it often is more the case that it's a slow, steady progress. Um, even, you know, I can think of people, for example, with fatty liver disease, and we we're trying to correct that, that can take years of perseverance to really turn that around if it's gotten kind of out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is hard sometimes to get people just to, to be patient and to apply themselves, keep applying themselves, even if they're not seeing that, that instant gratification reward. When it comes to the resources that you provide your clients, whether it be you know different products, different services, you mentioned doing labs, things of that nature, education, uh, ongoing support, what what is the primary thing that you tend to focus on, you find that you focus on with most of your clients? So I, I see people in a one-on-one model. So that's, it's, they come into the office and we sit down and we spend some time together. In that time is always education. There's always an educational component of like, right, here's what's going on in your specific case. This might be different from your friend who's also suffering from fatigue. Your fatigue could be because your thyroid is not working well. Uh, her fatigue could be because she's, her iron level is low or some other factor. So it's always that individualized, it's, this is what's going on in your specific situation. This is what we need to do in your specific situation. Um, so they understand why I'm asking them to do a particular thing. I'm not going to just throw things at them and just go and do this without some sort of understanding of it. But so everyone gets uh, sort of a diet uh, list of what foods would be healthiest for them to have, which foods would be least healthy for them to have, for them to try to choose the, the right things to eat. Exercise is always a recommendation and lifestyle, like prioritizing your sleep and trying to reduce your stress level. And then uh, over and above that, I will often recommend two or three supplement things. I don't overwhelm people with a ton of like, they don't leave with a bag full of stuff to take. Uh, it's two or three things because I find for most people, that's what they're capable of doing on a fairly consistent basis. If you overwhelm them with too many things, then they, they do get overwhelmed and financially it can get expensive too. So then it's not sustainable and we have to do, because it's going to take time, we have to do something that's going to be sustainable for them. So products uh, will be two or three supplement things. And then services you mentioned, uh, lab testing, both conventional type testing. So the kind of testing that any medical doctor might send you for, but also uh, something that's more functional medicine oriented. So maybe a food sensitivity test or a a urine organic acids test or a Dutch test, something like that. That's a little more functional medicine oriented. When it comes to the other services and things that you provide, do you have uh... Uh, like a website that they can go to and kind of you know pick up on different uh, resources that you provide. Do you do classes? Um, let's talk a little bit about those things because those are so empowering for people, especially when they're new to to our type of uh, healthcare. I don't do classes. I, I've always I understand. The group model seems like an effective way of a trying to reduce the cost for the individual and and educate more people all at once. The only downside I can see is that I I find that it feels like a very intimate connection that you have with the patient. So having them with a group of maybe five other strangers that it, it feels like it would be to me at least awkward and and I 
wouldn't necessarily, if I was in that situation, I feel like I wouldn't be quite as forthcoming as I might be on a one-in-one where it's private, it's just me and that person. So I don't do a lot of those group kind of sessions or classes. I do presentations for naturopathic doctors in terms of helping them understand particular conditions that I'm most mostly interested in. So things like polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, mental health and reproductive hormones. So hormonal uh uh, indications are the things that I'm most interested in helping people with. Uh, but those are where I, I like to educate my peers somewhat about about what I've found to be successful, but also um, some of the research that's out there as far as the things that we do. When it comes to the delivery methods and working with clients, do you do uh, virtual? I know you mentioned one-on-one. Are you doing some virtual uh, type uh you know, delivery methods to your clients? Is it by phone? How do you, how do you kind of take care of that? Yeah, it's interesting because just before the pandemic hit, uh, I was actually working with a consultant who was helping me get more virtual appointments happening because he said, you know, that way you could just help a broader scope of people. We're licensed here in Ontario, Canada to practice only with people who are physically in the province of Ontario, but that's a, still a much greater population than just what's here in Toronto. So he said, you know, why don't you try to expand into other places in Ontario, maybe underserviced areas too that don't have a naturopathic doctor working there. And um, and it was a good point. So anyway, we were working on that. And then in March 2020, everything kind of fell apart in terms of the pandemic. And I was already set up to do the virtual appointments. And so it was a really, for me, relatively easy transition to get into the virtual appointments, which was great because initially here, and I don't know what it was like there, but uh, here, everything was sort of physically shut down. We were allowed to see people in person uh, where we felt it was essential that they had to come in, particularly like if I was doing an acupuncture appointment, obviously I couldn't do that virtually. So oh, that, that would be an essential reason the person had to come in in person. So we were never um, prevented from seeing people physically one-on-one. But there was, um, I think, a lot of fear. Just a lot of people were afraid to even go and see somebody else in person like that and be closed in a room with them and potentially sharing their, their germs and whatever. So uh, it was, like I said, fairly easy just to transition anybody that wanted to go right to virtual and not come in person to doing that. Uh, so anyway, that's where a lot of, I started doing a lot of virtual. We offer phone, video, and in-person one-on-one. Um, I I don't love the phone. I, I much prefer, at least if I'm not going to see the person physically in person, to see them virtually over the video, just because it's nice to see a face. Sure. It's nice to have that, that little additional interaction rather than uh, just talking to a, a handheld device. Yeah, I can understand that. We... We were very fortunate here um, in Cheyenne. Uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, different mandates being uh, set out uh, that, that did have a lot of impact on um, providers, had a lot of impact on other people in other industries like, you know, massage therapists or the hairdressers, uh, the gyms, you know, they really uh, where there's a lot of contact with other people and, and uh, which is a totally other subject, but uh, that's why I prefer uh, the unlicensed approach to being able to be in business, uh, obviously, uh, you know, maintaining a high level of professional ethics and ongoing education and, and being nationally board certified, 
uh, versus a state-issued license where that any time on their whim, they can kind of step in and say, no, you can't do that. Uh, you know, we hold the ticket to your livelihood. And, and so I've always been, we've, they've, uh, they've looked at licensure in Wyoming a couple, two or three times, and, and uh, thank God we've been able to get it shut down because there are no advantages to the practitioner or the consumer uh, from a licensure standpoint. It might get you, uh, you know, some insurance coverage, or maybe you can order some different tests that otherwise couldn't be done, but 98% uh, of it is, uh, is very restrictive. Uh, it kind of eliminates creativity and, and, and uh, free market competition to deliver really good quality service and products to people. And so we've, we were fortunate in that aspect. We didn't have one closed day at the clinic. Uh, we were still able to see several people. We had some, like you said, the fear. Um, they didn't want to come out, so we would do curbside delivery of supplementation to kind of keep them on their program. And, and uh, some virtuals have kind of come on board now. But uh, for the most part, we were very blessed that... Uh, you know, 98% of our business uh, stayed uh, hands-on, and we had several hundred cases of of uh, of, uh, of uh, the the virus come through that we were able to work with successfully, and and uh, and saw no uh, no no downside to that at all. So, uh, yeah, just different areas of the country. I mean, the response was just handled differently, you know, and and so I just thank God we're still in business. I'm glad you're in business. Uh, you and I both know our communities desperately need us. Uh, to give them a, a fresh uh, perspective uh, on what they can actually do to uh, avoid uh, the, uh, the merry-go-round effect of the drug model only. There's, as you said earlier, you know, modern medicine's great uh, if you have uh, stitches or bones that need to be set or uh, you know, if you have a life-threatening situation or, or an injury. But beyond that, I think that, uh, uh, that uh, we've been very blessed in our industry, you and I, to... Uh, to really be in a position to help people uh, restore function in a non-invasive way, as long as these other factors are in line. You know, patience takes time, three to six months to get stable. Um, you know, you take responsibility for what's at the end of your fork, you know, that kind of thing, uh, and getting that right. in place. When it comes to, when it comes to, when you think about your career and your history uh, as a naturopath, who would you uh, say has been, you know, some really influencing credit, you know, who would you like to give credit, I guess, for being a major influence on you and, and the direction that you're going with, uh, with naturopathy? Well, you know, I, I feel it's a hard question because there's so many. Yes. And I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to somebody by not mentioning them. But I like Joe Pisorno. Everybody knows Joe and, and he's been so influential on, on all the naturopathic doctors. Um, there's there was a there's been di different evolutions of it, but uh, naturopathic forums started out as a forum, you know, not, then a Facebook group and whatever. But there's always been naturopathic doctors on there that I always looked up to, and it felt like every time there was a post from them, it was going to be valuable nugget of information for me. So Mona Morstein was one of the ones that was organizing that at some point. Lynn Patrick was on there, Shiva Barton and Walter Crinian. Those those people always provided such valuable bits of information and I always looked up to like their knowledge and their wisdom in a general way without going into any specifics right keeping it anonymous but can you share uh, with our listeners some of the client wins that you've uh, had in the past that are you know that seem to stand out in your mind it's like wow they 
that really was uh, you know special maybe the relationship or the person really you know you know watch them turn and go in a totally different direction and have positive outcomes any any client wins that you can share in kind of a general way well yeah there's always that you always remember the extreme cases and that that then went on to success so i mean one one woman because i mentioned i work with hair loss people a fair bit um she lost her entire head of hair the first few times i saw her she was always wearing a wig and then a subsequent time, probably the fifth, sixth time I saw her, she she took a hold of her hair and she pulled on it. And she said, this is all mine. And, and it all had come back. And it was just so rewarding to, to see that. And and she was so you know, fulfilled for having had her hair restored. Uh, and it, it was the exception of a small bit at the back of the bottom that hadn't come back, but the rest of it had all returned. And, you know, there's those kinds of cases where it's just gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. Another um, person where I can recall she had, um, uh, she'd done IVF, she'd done IUIs, she'd done various fertility treatments, even like the most invasive things and no success and just desperately wanted to have a child. And she came and she was also suffering from endometriosis. We did we did all the naturopathic things, helped correct her diet. She got her exercising, reduced her stress level. Those are the basics, the foundational things. Um, in addition, helped with her liver removing excess estrogen, uh, balancing out her progesterone level with that. And then she went on to have two children afterwards without any fertility treatment. So anyways, it's just it, those kind of things that stand out in your mind of like the, the kind of worst case scenario that went to the best case scenario. Wow, that's so exciting. We love those kind of discussions. And it's awesome, interesting when people first find out about what we can help offer them, uh, that they, they're, they're surprised because we're getting results in areas that maybe modern medicine, or like you said, they've tried different procedures and approaches. And when you start doing things with the body naturally versus doing things to it invasively, it's amazing how you can can turn that switch on for healing and and uh, watch those cases you know turn into something really special. So that's great. Well, I mean, you know, I'm even happy to work together with whatever conventional treatments they're doing in terms of fertility. Often, people are just so they're so anxious and so. Um, you know, they urgently want to become parents. And so to be waiting and, and trying things for three to six months or nine months, especially once they're getting to a certain age, once they hit 35, they start that anxiety starts to ramp up that much more. So I'm fine too, if they end up doing IVF treatments, I've had people that had very unsuccessful IVF treatments came, we're still going to do another IVF, but wanted to kind of get more at their foundational health worked on that and then went back and had a much more successful yes. treatment and then subsequently had a child after that. Well, for the listeners right now, uh, Dr. Frank, what is the best way for them to uh, maybe reach out and get in touch with you, plug into some of your resources? Is there a, a good website or email or something that we can, uh, an online group that we can uh, can plug for you right now? Yeah, I mean, I have all of the above, but the best is probably my website, which is naturopathtoronto.ca. Uh, and doesn't matter if you put capitals, there's no dashes or dots or anything. So it's naturopathtoronto.ca. Um, that will have all my contacts. But I've got a Facebook page. I've got Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel. And my email address is pfrank, 
N like Nancy, D like David, so P Frank N D at forcesofnature.ca. Forcesofnature.ca. Thank you so much for sharing that. So no as problem. we as we go forward, uh, you know, into new frontiers and continuing to help people in a natural way, what uh, what are some of the goals or some of the directions that you're taking your your practice in uh, in the near future that uh, the listeners would like to know about? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> so I'm thinking uh, I, I, I'm thinking I would like to slow down a little bit. It's it's been a, a long good career. I've been very happy doing what I'm doing, uh, but I'd like to slow down a little bit, enjoy life a little more, travel a little more. Um, so I will still practice. I probably will still practice until who knows till I'm forced to maybe have to stop practicing <laughs> if I'm getting too uh, senile or something, but uh, I will probably keep practicing forever, but a you know, different model, maybe a little bit slower, a little bit less, and maybe I will do more group kind of training rather than doing sort of one-on-one sessions. So uh, we'll see, that's the kind of where I'm leaning towards. My partner and I have also started doing um, a camping podcast. And so we're kind of both excited about, about that. Um, prospect too so we're working that into trying to work that into our retirement plans that's awesome um and uh i just thought you know dan i don't know if you can cut this out um my battery is running down on my laptop okay. and this no, that's is fine we're just so we're just gonna I, we're gonna we're about to wrap it up right now i just want to get one more question and we'll and we'll close it off so sure. one last question as we get ready to wrap this up is uh any parting comments or you know um sayings quotes things that you'd like to impart to the listeners as far as giving them hope about their health and health restoration journeys? Well, and I think of it, I say this to people all the time, especially the fertility patients that are over 35 and get getting very anxious. Um, think of it as an investment. It's an investment in the rest of your life that you, you, take, you take responsibility for your health. And, and even if that means like you ask your doctor for every copy of every test that they've done so that you can better understand what tests have been done, or you can then pass that on to someone like you or I, Dan, and we can kind of go through it with them and say, okay, look, there's a trend here where this is not the direction that we want to see your cholesterol going. We, and so we want to get on that now before that becomes a bigger issue. And people will sometimes balk and they'll say, but, you know, if I have to come see you three or four or five or six times a year, and it's going to cost me X amount of money, and then I'm going to have to take these supplements. I always think of it as just, it's an investment in your future. If you, if your cholesterol is not looking good at this stage and we just let that go, then you're looking at maybe a heart attack in your fifties. And so do we want, is that the kind of future that you want for yourself? Yeah. Um, and what is it worth to you to prevent that from happening? Yeah. Dr. Frank, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Total Wellness Radio. I greatly appreciate it. Let's do it again in the near future. Absolutely. Love to, Dan. Okay, dear. For Dr. Pamela Frank in Toronto, Canada, this is Dan Young here in Cheyenne, Wyoming at Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode. That's going to do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Remember, if you are a practitioner in the healing arts and would like to have your own interview on Total Wellness Radio, please reach out to me, 307-631-5300. That's 307 307- 631-5300. Send me a text message, your name and your modality, and let's get you scheduled to be on an upcoming episode of Total Wellness Radio.